Hello, my non-dairy presenting community and any newcomers listening to the podcast for the first time. This is non-dairy presenting the podcast for people who've tried every alternative milk under the sun. And yes, that's milk spelled with a Y. I am your host, Aurelia St. Clair, a podcaster, writer, comedian, and dog mother based in Melbourne. And in this episode of the podcast we are going to read a tarot card i'm going to talk about some other podcasts and give you a bit of a life update so without further ado let's get into today's tarot card which is the seven of swords tarot card reversed now as i always say there are no bad tarot cards and the fact that this card came up reversed doesn't mean a negative thing but let's get started with just describing the card for you if you don't have your own deck. This card depicts a man sneaking away from a camp. It looks like there is a group of people in the very back corner. So maybe this is like a battle type scenario. Hence also the swords. Also if your star sign is an air sign. The swords are the suit of air signs, such as myself as a Libra. And this man is sneaking away with five of the seven swords that are in the card. And he looks quite kind of smug. He's tiptoeing and looking back to see if he's being followed or if it has been noticed that five of the seven swords are missing two swords are still standing upright like they're lodged in the in the ground and you can kind of see in the background as well is a gray smoke cloud and maybe a mountain range and this card coming up um like i said he's sneaking away so straight away we have maybe some deception going on maybe some denial <laughs> if any of those words you're hearing them and you're like oh my god what is why does it relate have you been lying have you been sneaking around have you been doubting yourself and like looking back over your shoulder when it comes to things that are going on in your life because this card might just be highlighting that it did come up reversed like i said so upright i think this card would maybe stand for you um, actually sneaking away or maybe um, you're like the victim of fraud which is something we're going to talk about in a second um, but also I think the seven of swords in this week's reading is maybe suggesting that you're not as sure about your decisions and that things that are done in the dark or in, in the quiet are coming out and being surfaced. If there's any secrets that are being kept from you, and um, there's a possibility that you will find out some distressing information. Or if you are the one keeping secrets, the weight and um, emotional kind of baggage that comes with not being honest might just be too much and this doesn't have to be something really severe I know this sounds so severe and like keeping secrets and being shady but it can honestly just be 
not being honest to yourself, which I think is something a lot of us fall into kind of easily and not being honest with yourself, you know, um, can be in relation to your needs, your needs not being met or your, your planning actually not being um, where you want it to be and you kind of just closing your eyes to it or saying it's okay when it's not and that's another thing you know not being uh, honest with your word because the swords the sword suit stands for your words and actions so if there's things going on where you could be more straightforward or more honest or where you can feel like you can demand that from somebody in your life this would be a good time to bring it up. So I don't know if you're in a situationship or anything like that and you want some clarity and you want to be like, are you seeing this going, any, going anywhere, for example? I could see that being a good conversation to have. So you're no longer in that stuck space where you're umming and oing, umming and, umming and eyeing about what's going on. That was surprisingly hard to say. Um, so I'm not going to say it again. But the Seven of Swords reversed in this reading, like I said, something might not be quite transparent, um, either from your end or from someone else's. And transparency and honesty are such important things in interpersonal relationships, romantic relationships, work relationships, that even though it might be uncomfortable in the start, in the long term, it will be good. And it will save you from having to turn around and look over your shoulder and like worry if somebody has seen you sneak away. And that's our reading for this week for the Seven of Swords tarot card from the Rider Waite tarot deck, which... Uh, a few people have asked me about, you can purchase these at a lot of popular bookstores, probably on major online marketplaces, which do not need to be named. And also um, in, you know, your little stores that are <laughs> full of crystals and psychic type of stuff. Um, they're always great and they usually have a wider range of cards as well. In case you're curious about a different deck because there's so many beautiful decks out there, which I will also say is a great Christmas present. Um, but I digress. Let's move on to the next segment of the show. So like I said, I wanted to give you a bit of a life update and also talk about my week last week, which has honestly, honestly been one of the most stressful, unsettling weeks of my life in the last maybe 10 years or more and the reason I also said fraud in the reading is because I was a victim to a fraud a scam and I'd been saving I've been saving money all my life pretty much ever since I've moved out and all of that money had been sitting in my account and then due to this fraud it's no longer there, it's gone. I am working with my bank and with Australian Cybercrime who I had to submit a report to after going to my local police station to recover these funds and this is a process that could take a few weeks. So right now I don't have any news 
This happened last Wednesday, and ever since then I've been in a state of anxiety and just heightened alertness and have been working on getting out of this. So that is my life update, <laughs> but also speaking to a few friends and people online and my online kind of community, it turns out that this is actually the record high for scams and frauds in Australia. And dare I say, I'm not surprised. We are basically in a really dicey economic situation where a lot of people aren't doing well also financially you know and in other ways but also I think uh, these scams and everything has just gotten a lot more sophisticated and um, targeting a lot of people and that's why they're way up. I don't want to talk about it too much like the specifics of what happened because it's such a downer and I've been talking about it all week with select friends and the bank and the police but I do want to talk about what sort of un unfolded around it because I think that's what's most interesting. So the date this all happened was the 9th of November and my rent is due on the 11th of every month. It's deducted from my account like midnight on the 10th or whatever and I found myself not having any money to pay my rent and as soon as I realized what had happened I called the fraud department of my bank and I was on my lunch break. I had gone to pick up some sandwiches from one of Melbourne's most popular sandwich stores where I had placed a pre-order and the plan that morning was to drop them off at my friend's house who lives nearby and catch up over lunch and have lunch with him and his boyfriend and just have like a nice, a nice break, you know, because I have an hour in the middle of the day that I usually spend creating content or catching up on emails or doing other work. And this time I was just really keen to see this friend. And I had placed a pre-order for the sandwiches and my friend has a leg injury so he couldn't go and pick them up. But also I said I would. So I picked them up on my way there. I'm almost crying because of what has unfolded. I rush there, I drop off the sandwiches and I drive to my local bank branch in Richmond. I park my car a few hundred meters away, rush into the bank only to find that it's shuttered and it says we're reopening at 12.50 we're on our lunch break. Up until then, I had been somehow managing to keep quite composed, but it was only 12.20 or maybe 12.30 at the most. And my break is only so long and I was really hoping to be back at work in time. I let my colleague know that I was like on hold with fraud and that I thought something was going on with my account. So I let my colleague know that I probably would be out a little bit longer because the bank was still closed and then it hit me and I started sobbing and I cry quite regularly I'm not somebody who is afraid to cry or who doesn't cry I cry all the time but this was just another level and you know I know panic attacks are real I know how they look in other people and I've been there for people during their panic attacks, but I haven't had one since my mom's passing um, 
12 or 13 years ago and I felt it coming on my felt my face felt numb I couldn't control my breathing I was hyperventilating and so the bank branch was empty I decided to stay in there it was a hot day and I tried to sit down on this little kind of step perch but as I sat down the door sensor activated and the sliding door crush like came towards me to crush me so I had to get up lean against a wall sit in another little corner and just wait the half an hour for the bank to reopen all the while people are coming in to use the ATM section of the branch which is still open they're kind of looking at me somebody asks if I'm okay I said I'm okay it's so fine it's good I'm fine the bank staff comes in see me in my mid-breakdown phase and offer me uh, a water which I obviously say yes to because anything to get my mind to calm down and hydrate and it's a San Pellegrino excellent choice my favorite Italian sparkling water in a small glass bottle which I drink in one sip and continue crying until they reopen by then I have kind of stopped crying and started breathing again but I, I come up to the counter and it's clear that I've had a rough day and the woman behind the counter is just one of those mum types you know she's got like a kind face but also the type of face that would tell you to get it together in in a moment you know especially with her kids I could tell um so I start talking but then I you know I can hardly speak because I'm crying so hard and just I'm low-key so embarrassed I'm like I'm sorry I just I just couldn't regulate my emotions because there were so many and I hadn't felt this way in such a while so she says just calm down (laughs) and uh it did not help it did not help at all but she took my id my my details she called their fraud department for me again because i had been on hold for such a long time and also they were asking me for like a code that i don't think i had and they helped me essentially and asked me to sit down while they helped other customers as well because even though they were making the call from within the bank there's still a waiting time and as i'm pacing around the branch I do a few things my phone battery is not super high but I'm I'm messaging my wife telling her sort of what's happened but I also know she can't reply because she's in the middle of like a work meeting that doesn't allow her to look at her phone but I want her to know what's happened late for later then I also call the number that is linked to the fraud and the scam and I cast them out and I tell them I'm going to curse their whole family because I was in a fucking mood. And um, <laughs> then I, I'm waiting for them to call me back up to the front desk because, again, they're still on hold. And this uh, woman comes into the branch and she's, you know, asking people if they have a dollar. And she asked me if I had a dollar. And I said, no, mate, I don't. <laughs> and... I honestly didn't. I didn't have a dollar. I had 92 cents. That's it. And she didn't look like she believed me. But, you know, you're not always at the bank because you have money. Sometimes you're there because you have none. And that was, you know, my case. Um, And then 
one state told me, you know, it's very unlikely you're going to get this money back. You know, she, you know, she told me I probably wasn't going to see it again, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, she was a mom type, so she was quite strict about it. But then um, she asked me if I had any trips planned. And I was like, you, you've seen me in this branch for an hour. I've been crying. I have no money. I have 92 cents. I'm not going on any trips. But, you know, I am going up to see um, with my wife, her family for Christmas. So I said that. And she said, oh, you're married. I said, yeah. But, you know, I didn't want to get into it because what if she's homophobic? And um, eventually I left left a branch and she told me to go to the police, which is something that had been on my mind. So I went to the police station, which happens to be on the same street. I wasn't waiting there for too long. A uh, friendly young officer, um, you know, just a baby-faced guy took my details and I told him the story and showed him what happened. And, you know, he was really compassionate and nice, which was what I needed. And um, he wrote down what I told him on a piece of paper and I whipped out my license because I think they want, they usually want ID and it's just easier as well. I don't want to spell out my fucking name. Um, but as he started writing down my date of birth and the year came up, he started writing a two and I was like, I am so flattered right now. I truly thank you. Um, then it turned out, unfortunately, this wasn't something they could do at the local, like, police uniform type branch level, you know. This is something for cybercrime. They wrote down a website for me to visit to report what happened, which I came home and did. I called in sick for the rest of the day. Because under no circumstances could I have worked that day. And then <laughs> I... Uh, didn't know what to do next you know I didn't have money for rent but I knew that you know Tamara would always be able to to help me out if I needed and um I knew my pay is coming in you know this week so it was only a week away which would mean you know I'd have enough money for everything I need to live although my savings of course <laughs> have gone but I'm still hoping that I can get them back as I'm saying this. And I hope that you, dear listener, can manifest and visualize this with me <laughs> for the universe's vibrations to know that this is something I'm really hoping for and that I need. But I decided to post about it because I post about almost everything else going on and also... I wanted there to be some awareness around online scams and leaked identity. And there's been a lot of that recently. And I think, like I said, a lot of people are being victim to fraud, scams, crimes in the year 2022 because of the climate win, you know. So I posted about it and I got overwhelming support. I did not. I did not expect the community to come together like this. And the messages of just people saying that they hope I get it back, saying they've experienced something similar and they detailed their experience or just gave me hope, which is what I needed. And then I decided to put up a donations link to join my close friend's story because I 
wanted to provide something of some type of value in return and I had that link up on my stories for 24 hours and within those 24 hours I raised enough money to pay my rent then uh, an invoice that was due got paid and then like I said my, my regular pay is coming in this week so I'm in a position now where I have everything I need covered. I still have a roof over my head. I can pay my electricity bill that I just got an email for. And I am so glad that um, despite the awful thing that happened to me, my community that I wasn't fully aware of the strength of pulled through and helped me. But this isn't where my bad week ended. Because the next day, I, as you might know, I'm a runner. I run a lot to clear my head. Not a lot in, you know, lots of long distance. I'm not even particularly fast. I just run because it's mental health care for me. That morning was no different, but I definitely felt an, an urgency because of what happened to me the day before. On that run... I lost my keys. I ran the whole run twice to try to find the key and couldn't find it. So I let my work know that I was locked out. I also had a meeting with my manager that day, which I never look forward to, even though they usually go fine. And I messaged two friends at the same time because you never know who's got something on. Luckily, one of them was able to mind Kenzo and the other one dropped me off at my real estate agent where I picked up my spare key, which I later dropped off. And on that day as well, um, when I dropped off the key, because I had a spare key in my apartment, I had just gotten some, some money that Tamara had transferred me, so I wasn't on zero and I decided to buy myself a coffee and the day before my friends shouted me dinner and as part of that I you know they were like do you want to do you want to get a drink and I was like no no I'm not fine because they were paying for me and I just had that moment again that moment where you're like kind of embarrassed because somebody is paying for you so you like get the cheapest thing on the menu and you don't order a drink but then they're insisting and they're just helping and just the gratitude I feel for having these people in my life. Oh my God. So to get back to the story, I bought this coffee and the staff at the coffee shop, that girl working there asked me how my day was. And, you know, I was like, oh, it was pretty crazy. But I also didn't want to go into it, but I kind of did. And she was like, really, what happened? And then I said, "Um, are you ready for a trauma dump? And then I told them everything that had happened to me over 24 hours up to that point. At which point um, she asked me if she could give me a hug. And I said yes, because I started crying again. And I actually I actually needed that hug. And then they gave me a fried rice from the shop, which I ate over the next few days because I couldn't cook and I could barely eat. And then... That day ended and I felt a little bit better. But then, the next day, (laughs) the next day, something else just had to happen. Uh, It was minor compared to the last two days. But that day, 
I lost my AirPods while I was walking my dog. And I had this moment, you know, where I was like, I'm going to just play with him instead of listening to music because it's also good to be aware in this like field that we're in to play. Um, there's a road nearby and I just wanted to make sure that I could hear any other dogs approaching, any other cars approaching. I put my AirPods in my pocket and by the time I get home, I realize they're not there anymore and I look at the Find My app and they're still at the park and I go back there to look for them in my lunch bag but the grass is very tall and I cannot for the life of me locate these AirPods even though on the map I am literally standing on the same dot where the app says they are. So I leave home, I post about it on Instagram and then one of my followers pulls through, hires a metal detector goes to that field which she said is close to a place her ex used to live in which again like I I always avoid the places I used to frequent with exes I'm like I'm not being in that energy in that space anymore but she did that and she found them with a metal detector and gave them to me later that day and look all of this just showed me that I'm surrounded by a community that is so loving and so strong and so supportive that even though my literal family doesn't extend really beyond my dog and myself and you know my wife and her family who are now my family too but I have a lot of insecurity in myself when it comes to support and accepting support and I have a lot of fears around not having enough because I've experienced that before. And there were times when I had just moved out of home. Um, I moved out when I was 16 um, after losing my brother to suicide and my mother to a brain aneurysm. And I moved to <laughs> South America, to Bolivia to live with my dad. And I left that to get into a toxic relationship that I didn't realize for many years later how bad it actually was and that I'm still processing to this day. And due to that upheaval and trauma I experienced when I was quite young, I think I've had a lot of pressure put on myself to be independent, to always have enough money to definitely pay my rent and being thrust in a situation where all of that was taken away from me was and is still very scary to me and another amazing thing that happened through the online community and you know the internet can truly be the worst place in the world but it can also be the best because one of my followers reached out and offered me a free coaching session she is a business personal coach someone who has a PhD in in a field related to this sort of you know the way we process things and experience things and I said yes to that coaching session because I truly felt that I needed it and I discussed with um, the coach or the therapist, everything that was kind of weighing heavy on me. 
because I felt this attack was very personal. I take like Michael Jordan in the last dance where he says, and I took that personally. I take a lot of things personally. I just, I just do it. It's something I'm working on. So having this money stolen from me felt like a personal attack on everything I'd worked for because I, I know that I work very hard for everything I have and that I deserve what I work for. And having it just all gone felt personal to me when in reality these types of scams are probably the least personal crime you can encounter, at least on the internet. And I wanted to know who did this because I I felt like having a face to it would help me or an organization or having a way to effectively warn other people and to make sure this happens to no one else ever again, which I know is not realistic, but it's something I felt about really strongly and that was going on in my mind in, in the days that followed the crime. And also because of what I've already been through, I had this feeling of I should be better at processing this. I should be over this already. And, you know, you know that it's just money and that money comes and goes and that there's so much more to life. And I'm so grateful to have, you know, the life I have and have a roof over my head and have a loving support. But I needed to allow myself to grieve and to feel through all the feelings. And I mean, that goes for anything that happens to you. But when it's, when it's a crime, then it just hits differently. And she also gave me some physical exercises to relax my my jaw and my nervous system and open myself up to relaxing because I had been so tense and I am still so tense and all these little ways um, of community support of people individually reaching out have meant that even though deep down I'm not okay yet and I'm still feeling mad and I'm still feeling the loss of trust and security that I can also know that I'm okay even though I'm not okay at the same time and that um, has been my week since last Wednesday and you are going to listen to this on Tuesday. And I hope that very soon I have some news to share about how it all unfolds. And hopefully those will be short little updates rather than half hour episodes. But if you, you know, have also been a victim to a fraud, a crime, a scam, feel free to message me at non-dairy presenting pod on instagram we can commiserate together or give each other encouragement and as always if you enjoyed the tarot reading as well please let me know 
So that brings us to a quick recommendation this week for another podcast. I know it's now two weeks in a row that I'm recommending other podcasts on this podcast, but this has been a really interesting listen and I've actually gone back and listened backwards to these episodes. The podcast is called Swindled and it has seasons of episodes, each episode dedicated to a different scam or fraud throughout history and generally this is sort of white collar crime such as big corporations knowing that there's things faulty in their product but knowingly selling it to customers who would become sick or die or individuals who were illegally harvesting organs you get the gist it's kind of dark and spooky and makes you mad at the systems that are in place it's told in a very interesting way he also includes real media audio from the events that he's reporting on some of them are recent and others go back into decades ago i'm going to link the podcast in the show notes so check it out if you like crime stories and um, alternative storytelling i'm going to say even though the facts outlined in those episodes are very evident and it's not a sort of conspiracy podcast it is rooted in reality and i think that makes it even better if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoy this podcast or any other podcast you listen to do go ahead and leave a rating, a review, um, a like, a follower, subscribe, whatever app you're listening to, there are different terms. It really means a lot to myself. I look at every single review I get and it makes me smile so big. And um, I really appreciate all of you listening. As always, Check the show notes for details on the tarot card if you forgot what card it was. And also feel free to message the podcast with questions, suggestions, inquiries and more at non-dairy presenting pod on Instagram. Till next week, lovers. Bye.